a joker eats it. Le champion goes for a swim. And all elite wrestling gets handsome. This is Turnbuckle Commentary. Okay, this week for me was pretty busy. Which means I didn't have a chance to watch a lot. Caught the first hour of Raw. I ended up honestly being bored. When I've read and listened to, I should have kept watching, but I had other stuff to do. I did watch Impact. I didn't make any notes. Missed the first half hour. Impact was a good show. It was a three-star show. It was pretty average. That's about that. Main event was Eric Young versus Tommy Dreamer. So, good match, but, you know. Anyway, got the first hour of Raw. Didn't watch SmackDown at all. We're going to talk about the first hour of Raw. Then we're going to go into All Out. And then we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite this week. So, let's begin with Raw. Of course, we get Randy Orton opening the show, as per usual lately. Gotta admit, I'm getting kind of tired of the same old, same old, which is why I turned this off after an hour. Michael filling in for Phillips, which was a detriment to the show, naturally. <clears throat> we get the replay of the murder of uh, Drew McIntyre, but of course, you're an ambulance. Oh, look, the guy that got stretchered out naturally fucking comes back. Still remember, two weeks ago, they said he had a fractured fucking skull. A fractured skull. Now, it's just a hairline fracture of a jaw. Those are two completely different things. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. What was really stupid about this was Joe. What is that? The fucking ambulance, you dumb fuck. And you know exactly who's in it. Ah, it's a good gin and tonic. Okay. Got her business bullying a janitor backstage, which was fuck. No, you know. Janitor basically says hello. What you and MVP is going. What you say? You call, and, you know you say something. Call me a liar? No, I'm not calling you a liar. You just said hello. Oh, so you're calling me a liar? No, I just no. Well, you're either calling me a liar. <laughs> like this was, this was pretty fucking stupid. I was not at all a fan of. Uh, we get into him. The Hurt Business versus Apollo Cruz, uh, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander. Same old, same old Raw. You got three hours and a million fucking people on the roster. Yet, it's the same shit every week. Like, I'm... It's gone to a... Like, last week I didn't even watch Raw, really. This week I watched an hour. I didn't watch SmackDown. You know, I'm seeing the same old, same old every bloody time. Getting old. Anyway, you know, um, we ended up seeing Drew McIntyre backstage after the entrances of this, kind of after commercial. Drew McIntyre is asked to leave by Adam Pierce. Okay. Um, yeah. Cedric Alexander got attacked on his entrance again. Uh, Cole said, these guys are bad dudes. Okay, what the fuck? kind of call is that oh my god i try to be positive okay i try to be positive on this podcast i try to see the good it's getting really fucking hard anyway um match happens we've seen it for the last fucking two months we've but we get cedric alexander 
beats the fuck out of Ricochet in the middle of the match. And then beats the fuck out of Cruz. So we got a heel, Cedric Alexander, joining the Hurt Business. At least it's something new. You know, something finally happened here. Like, you can't... Okay, I like long-term storyline. I like long-term storytelling. You know, we'll talk about that a little bit when we get to the All Out segment. But when it's the exact same fucking thing for months, it gets old. I mean, you used to have two stars feuding, right? They'd be feuding, but they wouldn't, you know, they'd be feuding for fucking four or five months. Heel and a babyface. The heel keeps finding ways to fuck this babyface over for months. Then you get to a quarterly pay per view, and they'd finally touch. This whole four months, they hadn't touched. They hadn't touched once. No matches, you know, maybe the heel might have attacked him or something, but there'd be no sanctioned matches. The baby face never does anything. All right, and it was always great. It's a great blow-off. But now what we get is the same fucking match for months. And then we'll still get the match at the pay-per-views every fucking month. It, I hate how WWE does that. Anyway, Cruz gets pinned. <laughs> Again. Next up was uh, Street Profits versus Angel and Andrade. This week they didn't come out together. They've been, you know, what I just said about her business and Cruz and them. It's like the complete opposite here. Yes, we've been getting the same fucking match over and over, but every week with um, Andrade and Angel, there's just a little step more. Every week, we've been getting a step in that. Yes, we've been getting the same match. But these matches have all been fucking phenomenal. I mean, I can keep watching these guys. Every match is different a bit. Um, also, during, so, Angel comes out first, right? Then Vega and Andrade come out. They walk right past him. Don't even acknowledge him. Just right past him. I like that. You know, they're pissed. They're pissed in. They get to the ring. They're all arguing already. Which is great. Um, get up to the match. Now they're arguing who's going to start. Um, match gets going. On hell fucking leaves. <laughs> He's smiling. He's just... Veg uh, is yelling, We need you! Where are you going? We need you. He's smiling. Oh, now you need me. Now you need me. And he leaves. You know, in the finish, we get one of those massive splashes from from Montez Ford, which those are so good. Like, Tez and his splash rivals Eddie, I think, on some days. I mean, he has some not as great ones, but when he goes in, it rivals Eddie, in my opinion. Count was a little weird. I mean, the ref counted on one side, then went to the other side and counted. But whatever. I think we're going to, pretty soon we're going to get that push for Garza. Uh, what's up next this month? I know Helena sells at the end of next month. They just moved it to October 25th. Uh, I can't remember what pay-per-views this month. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be either this month or Helena Cell. We get that split fully finally on Hell off as a baby face. Andrade off as a heel, I hope. I think on Hell, on Hell is... You could say the next Eddie Guerrero, but he's the first on Hell Garza. 
Um, that's going to be great. I'm really going to enjoy that, I expect. But after this match, Cesaro and Nakamura come out with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships for the, uh, for the quarterly brand-to-brand invitational. Really. Really. I know. I think we all have the same thought. Yeah. And anyway, the challenge is Street Profits to a match next week. So, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter when that match is going to be. I'm not turning off Raw until after that match. I know Knack has been phoning it in for the last few years, but I still think that's going to be excellent. So, <laughs> look forward to that. We had our um, true seating in a restaurant. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Waiter comes, he's got one of those, um, like, tray things, like a uh, room service tray. I don't know, I've never been to some fancy-ass restaurant. I'm a redneck from a small Alberta town. You know, fancy is not pulling up to a window, okay, for us? Anyway. Um, but I like to, I like the, I mean, you knew it was gonna happen. You knew it. But, you know, pulls the cover off. There's a ninja. <laughs> it's the ninja. You know, grabs the cart, wheels it out to the front desk, to the, um, whatever you call them. Again, I don't know fancy shit. I, I ain't fancy. <laughs> and, uh, he says, I fucking love this line. You can't get on diners, drive-ins, and dives serving ninja. I love that line. <laughs> that popped me. <laughs> and Cole, saying what we've all been thinking. What has happened to Raw? <laughs> I liked that. I, I, I liked. Okay, anyway. Peyton Royce versus Billy Kay. I was looking forward to this match. I really thought it'd be later. I mean, last week we saw Billy or Peyton throw Billy to the wolves, so to speak, on Raw Underground. And um, so I really expected Billy to get, get some uh, offense in on this one and get that back. Peyton enters with new music. I really liked her music. Billy enters, new music, you know, they both got new attire. Like, they've gone all out for this, which is nice. Um, I know Billy Kay was just on Chris Van Vliet. Good interview, excellent interview, give that a listen. Um, it started out with some excellent chain wrestling. I really liked the start of this match. Just good chain wrestling. I mean, we gotta remember, Peyton Royce is trained by Lance Storm here in Alberta. Right, she flew here to Alberta, trained at, in my opinion, one of the greatest schools that's existed. Too bad it's closed now. Um, so she's gonna have those fundamentals down. But, um, here's the thing. Started out with that great train, chain wrestling, you know, kind of basic, but the match continued to be basic. This looked like something that Lance Storm might have wrestled with Billy or with uh, Peyton, sorry, in in their training match. Like it was pretty basic for the most part. In the end, Peyton Royce wins with a neckbreaker, which was uh, nice. She's used it before. It's a good move. She does it well. Um, after this, so uh, like it wasn't a horrible match, not by any means. Like this, two and a half, three stars in there somewhere. Okay. It was, you know, let's say three stars. 
We'll go three stars because three's in the middle. That's supposed to be average. None of this seven, eight, fifty star bullshit. Three stars is average. This match is the benchmark for me. Okay, this was an average at best match. So we'll call this my benchmark for three star match. You know, five star match is about Kenny and Okada. <laughs> Two. I think the second one was the best one for. That said, I still think Kenny and Naito was better. All right, <laughs> but it's still five star. Five star is the top for me. I'm not going past that. Zero stars, you know, minimum. Okay, now that we're done with that little detour. <laughs> um, post match again, like I Bill Peyton helps Billy K up and they hug. I don't. I mean, yes, they've been f again. The continuity here doesn't match up. You've had Billy Kay basically throwing Peyton to the wolves for months. And then you have Peyton throwing Billy Kay into the Raw Underground ring last week. And this week they're fine. They're just sad they're broken up. Um, I didn't like that bit of continuity. We get the Mysterio family backstage with Charlie Caruso. Or, no, sorry, in ring with Charlie Caruso. Um... Murphy interrupts on the Tron and basically blames Dominic for uh, Seth turning his back on him. And then it's announced that's another street fight. I saw through GIFs on Twitter that Dom did a uh, sunset flip powerbomb through the ropes, threw Murphy into a table. Dom's getting better. <laughs> another Storm Wrestling Academy graduate, I might add. Um, Yeah. I wish I would have run into Rey Mysterio, because I know what that fugly motherfucker looks like without his mask. I mean, just watch the last couple of years of WCW. <laughs> then, um, we get Drew McIntyre walking past Adam Pearce after he's been kicked out. At this point, I actually shut it off, because this was when they announced the handicap matches. Um, with Nia and the, I think it's Riot to Live now or something, I saw. Uh, at this point, I shut it off. I'm just like, nope, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> I just... You know what I did? I put on Wasteland 3 and played that for a while. Because I just couldn't do it Monday. <laughs> yeah. So that's my... I'm not even going to review Raw because I didn't watch it, so it's not quite fair to review it. I did, As I said, I did watch Impact on Tuesday, kind of. Um, it was more of a background noise looking over at my secondary every now and then. But that was a pretty three-star show. Anyway, let's move on to a not three-star show. Sadly, actually. A two and a half star. Because the first half kind of wasn't great. second half was a lot better. Even though the crowd died down. But from what I understand, it was humid as fuck in Jacksonville on Saturday for... All Elite Wrestling's all-out pay-per-view. Hey, fun fact. <laughs> I didn't get billed for this. I don't know if it's going to be on next month's bill, but... Hey, cool. <laughs> anyway, we get the pre-show. Live on YouTube. Sir Pentico with Luther versus Joey Janela with Sonny Kiss. Um, I mean, I didn't really watch this pre-show. <laughs> I'm not even quite sure why I had the pre-show on, to be honest. Anyway, Janela... Um, landed a top rope elbow for the win. Um, okay. Private Party versus Dark Orders. John Silver and Alex Reynolds was the next match up. Um, 
Now, I think, that, you know, the best part of this match, honestly, was at the start when Shivani said that Isaiah Cassidy is wearing orange shoes. And Excalibur said, better not mention it to Taz. <laughs> that, was a, that was good. I liked that. I liked that. <clears throat> anyway, um, let's see. Quinn and Cassidy leaped off the top rope. Quinn landed on Reynolds' knees while Silver moved out of the path of Quinn. So, you got a gin and juice her crown off the top rope. Cut her. Holy hell. <laughs> It was a, like, I mean, their finisher is so fucking overbooked. But this is why it reminds people of the Hardy Boys. I don't like the gimmick. I've said that countless times. I'm just going to say it once this week. You know. But these guys are so, so talented. That is Siri, by the way. Having a little snooze on her cat tree. I think the other one's around here, too. Hey, Merlin. <sighs> um, you know, Pirate Party, 11 minutes. Did these two matches sell a pay-per-view, which is what a pre-show is supposed to do? I don't know. Um, maybe the Private Party Dark Order one. I mean, but I can tell you this much. The match that was supposed to be on the pre-show would not have sold them. Uh, we got, of course, the Pyro and Ballyhoo to open up the show. And we lead into... The original pre-show match, Big Swole versus Britt Baker in a tooth and nails match. This, in my opinion, as a fan, as a lifelong wrestling fan, someone who has traveled for pay-per-views, um, this match, a cinematic match, didn't do it. I think this is the second worst cinematic match we have seen. Across all major promotions. Um, I mean the worst one. Obviously the Swamp match. But this one wasn't far. There was some good spots. Um, I don't know what the fuck. Rebel was doing at the start there. Was she playing Angry Birds or something. Um, this was in. Rip Baker's legitimate. Dental office from what I understand. I wonder how they got the insurance for that. Um. Some stupid shit like mini teeth chattering in a cabinet. That big swole opened. Like some fucking Joker shit. Um, I don't know. That was not a hit for me. You have Brit in the, the um, Cody Rhodes or Trish Stratus freaking get up. You know, the mask for the broken nose. Uh, I know a lot of people compared it to Cody, but Trish did it first. Just saying. A Canadian did it first. Oh, fucking Canada. Anyway, we got like, you know, fucking rubble getting thrown into a garbage can. There's stuff outside around the Rolls-Royce golf cart. In the end, Britt Baker gets, um, gets, well, stabbed. <laughs> uh, with, what was it, Novocaine or whatever they call it? Lidocaine, something like that? I don't know. They got stabbed with a fucking needle and injected. I mean, I'm sure it's gimmicked. Well, it might not have been. She is a doctor, so. <laughs> Hope it was gimmicked. If not, I think it was a little irresponsible. Um, and then she got the nitrous mask, which I'm sure there was nothing there. Anyway, this was 10 minutes. Uh, concept was what it was. Obviously, they're trying to get something out of Britt Baker while she's not fully healed yet. I'd rather them wait. They've been pretty creative how to keep her on TV. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. 
I'm glad it wasn't on the pre-show. This wouldn't have sold pay-per-views. I'm not glad it was on the main card, though. Like, um, we almost should just put this on dark. You know, but anyway, um, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the first real match. The Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt. I mean, you're not going to go wrong here. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Jungle Boy offered a handshake. Nit slapped it away. We got the Young Bucks working heel this match. Not just working heel, but they're full-fledged heels. We'll get to that on the All Elite Wrestling Dynamite segment of this show. Coming up right after this. Well, not for this match, but... Uh, anyway. This is an alright match. I mean, what can be said? It's a Young Bucks match, still. Uh, thankfully, with them turning heel, I think we're going to get some more creative matches. Um, I mean, yeah. Good match. But... I thought this was pretty well paced, though, for as far as a Young Bucks match goes. Um... It was a little slower than some of the other stuff they do. So, yeah. Good match. Three star. I mean, it's pretty average, honestly. It, as far as the Young Bucks go. I mean, I kind of rate the Young Bucks based on Young Bucks matches. And this... They don't do anything special anymore. So, this was a Young Bucks match. Bucks in 15 minutes. Alright. Moving on. Up next with the Battle Royale. This is kind of a... Um, Weird place, I thought, to put it. Third match in after a fucking bad uh, cinematic match. And then the average tag match. Anyway, the first batch of five. We had Trent, Daniels, Jake Hager, The Blade, and Ray Fenix. With Taz on commentary. Um, I mean, they just fought. You know, second batch of five. Frankie Kazarian, Will Hobbs. Chuck Taylor, Santana, and Ortiz. Hobbs eliminated the Blade. Hager eliminated Christopher Daniels. Third batch, Billy. Penta L0M, as I guess he had to go back to using that. Ryan Cage, Ricky Starks, and Darby Allen. Taz, of course, all excited about his boys getting in there. Cage eliminated Billy. Dar, let's see. Darby's, of course, going after Cage and Starks with the skateboard. Darby eliminates Fenix. The best friends hugged. You know, give them what they want. Um, then we get the fourth batch in. Sean Spears, Eddie Kingston, The Butcher, Sonny Kiss, Lance Archer. You know, I think this was probably one of the... This end part got all right. I mean, got all right. You had that... Except you had that stupid as fuck. I hated this. So they... So Taz's boys there, they put the fucking tax in a body bag. And zip up. Darby Allen in the body bag. And they just fucking dump them like a sack of sand you know outside the ring like there's no way to protect yourself there you know tuck your chin hope you don't land on your fucking head i hated it dangerous and it was still not the most dangerous thing on this fucking card Ugh, i'm really hot about this card i'm gonna be honest with you this is look fight for the fall in last year was what 19 fucking days long and I still think it was better than this. Um, I need a drink. Get a drink of uh, gin and tonic. Oh, that's good. Ooh. Ounce and a half of gin in there, man. I like it just a little bit strong, you know? I don't like a double. 
me like a single and a half. Anyway. Okay, so Hager almost eliminated Kiss, but Kiss ended up countering it, eliminated Hager. That's right, Sunny Kiss eliminated Hager. Sunny Kiss has been showing some great stuff. We'll talk more about her in the fucking AEW segment. Yes, I said her. I'm going to continue saying her. Anyway. Whoop. Okay, Cage then eliminate. Of course, Cage then eliminates Kiss. Hager punched Kiss at ringside naturally. He's uh, a heel. He's a heel, damn it. Anyway. Okay, so um, let's see. It's Trent eliminates Santana. Archer eliminates Trent. Um, Archer looks like Archer eliminated Ortiz. Then we get our Joker, which I don't think anybody had him on their pickums. Matt Seidel. Man, I haven't seen Matt Seidel in a long time. Last I saw was his work on Impact, which I enjoyed thoroughly. I really liked him in Impact. like this character, and it seems he's continuing this, uh, I don't know what you call it, Yogi character. Uh, Yogi Bear, you ain't going after picnic baskets. Um, but... <laughs> He comes in, goes up to the top rope, slips, and he's shit. <laughs> 20 seconds into his AEW debut, he fucking eats shit. <laughs> oh, man. He tweeted about it since the first and hopefully last time that happens. Hope we see more of him. I think he's with the Ring of Honor mainly, isn't he? Um, I don't know. Ring of Honor back? I gotta check Fight TV. I think Ring of Honor's back now. Gotta get back into it. Um, unless I see, you know, a certain someone that I'm fucking turning it off until he's not on it anymore. Ugh. God, that makes me sick. I threw away that shirt. Anyway, moving on. So let's see. Let's read through these notes and find out what we got for eliminations at least. Um, Kaz eliminated Pentagon Jr. The Cage and Archer battling. Um. Cage accidentally hit Starks, which made Taz not too pleased. Let's see. Darby gave Cage a stunner and threw Starks out of the ring. Archer came up to Darby and uh, didn't throw him out. Starks throws Darby into a ring post to ringside. Uh, at this point, Darby is still technically in the match. Okay, he hasn't been put in the body bag yet. I got ahead of myself. Okay. that's He is eliminated by Starks and Cage, though, when he's in the body bag. Oh, okay. It's coming up right here. Oh, let's see, um, yeah, Will Hobbs, Will Hobbs, actually, I never touched on this yet, Will Hobbs looked great in this match, I mean, he's a big, thick motherfucker, and so of course he's gonna look good in the Battle Royal. Anyway, you get, um, Seidel eliminating Spears, which made me sad. Okay, let's see, uh, you know what, let's, alright, whatever, let's move on, the no my notes aren't exactly, uh, clear. Um, so at the end, though, uh, Archer wins. Lance Archer wins. Um, okay, I guess. Uh, really, I mean, he's been eliminating enhancement, basically. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right move. Uh, might as well giving it to Will Hobbs at this point. You know, but, I don't know. I don't know. But, and we'll get this in. The last elimination was Eddie Kingston. He did not go over the top rope. He went 
in th- between the ropes was standing outside the ring when he got knocked out. So, yeah. Whether or not it's a botch, I don't know, but we'll talk about that more later. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I actually was watching on the delay. And given how the past fit with these guys were, I hit the go live button. And you know, and of course, it went live right as Matt fucking bit the dust. Um, You know, looking at how that spot was set up with the skyjack and the tables, there was no way in hell this spot could have gone right no matter what they did. I have one really weird beard hair going right now. There we go. Um, I mean, you couldn't, there's no way that this could have gone well. Uh, even if you went through the tables, I wonder if it was even safer taking it the way he did. Like, there is no crash mat or nothing under there, so. But, look, this has been talked about ad nauseum. I think every single wrestling fan has pretty much the same opinion about this. And like many fans, I'm, this really soured my opinion on um, on their doctor, on Tony Khan, and on the promotion as a whole, with the exception of Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey Edwards was the only one that actually did the right thing. She wanted this match stopped. I mean, they're saying the doctor asked Matt if he could continue. He said, okay, yeah, I'm good. What? Oh, my God. Look, it, well, yes, Matt's career was on the line. But here's the thing. That's a loss. Right? Yes, a lose. I mean, just roll a no contest due to injury. You know, ref stoppage, no contest. Done. Get him out of there. Get him to the fucking hospital. Then they go on and say he's gone on for CT, CAT, all this, other, all these scans and tests, and released with no concussion. Bullshit. <laughs> Look, <sighs> moving on. Moving on. It's it's been talked about enough. I'm really hot about it. Okay, next up, the best match on the card: Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa. You know, I had no idea until I listened to Talk is Jericho today um, that Thunder Rosa only has like six years experience. That shocked me. Like, she's pretty much one of the reasons why, I've been wa- why I was watching NWA Power. I mean, I won't be doing the pay-per-view thing. I'm not a big enough fan of studio, old-school studio wrestling to be spending the money every week. But and I'll probably still read the reports and whatnot on on uh, the torch. But anyway, I thought at the start of this match it seemed a little awkward. Um, you can tell they've never worked together, even though Thunder Rosa does have that history and stardom. But yeah, this this was good. I mean, it was. It was. This was not a clean match. I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, dirty moves or heel tactics or any of that. But it wasn't, you know, it, this wasn't choreographed. I mean, this was looked like it was called in the ring between someone whose first language is Spanish and someone whose first language is Japanese. Um, <laughs> That's about the best way to explain it. That said, this was great. I mean, this was probably the best women's match. 
fuck, it's not probably. This was the best women's match we have seen in all elite wrestling. Um, yeah, and I last week, uh, Thunder Rosa faced Serena Deeb, and Jericho said he believes that she, Serena's been signed because of that match. And next week, we're gonna get Thunder Rosa again against, um, oh god, I don't think it was Diamante, I think it was the other one. Um, I feel bad, I'm blanking on her name. Really makes me feel bad because I liked her in Lucha Underground. Anyway, Thunder Rose is back next week. I I said this before. I know I didn't release an audio show last week. Um, I said it on my video show on YouTube that uh, I I hope this leads to more with the NWA. This the NWA style is something uh, AEW sorely needs in its singles division. I mean, they have it in the tag division with FTR. Stop bringing in a couple tag teams, too, just for FTR to face. Or better yet, send FTR to the NWA. Especially as champions. Um, yeah, I want to see more of this mixing and matching. And I know Mox said that um, he wants them to work with Impact, too. I'd love that. I would love that. Just as a fan of uh, of <clears throat> Impact. Anyway, this is 17, min- 17 minutes. Good match. I mean, excellent match. Best match on the card. After this, we get Alex Marvez interviewing uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. I said that really fast for some reason. Penelope Ford. I remember the first show when I think it was uh, Giovanni or Marvez. I can't remember that said Penelope. <laughs> so now I always hear Penelope Ford. Uh, again, off I go on my little tangents. Um. Anyway. They say they're going to introduce the best man. He's the best man. And then he plugs his, uh, Kip plugs his Twitch account. I love that little shot. I mean, of course, last week news broke at WWE saying, hey, you don't make any money other than here. We own you, motherfucker. Which is such bullshit. But as far as, from what I've seen, pretty much everyone doing Twitch and cameos is like, eh, fuck off, we're doing it. Especially in COVID, like you're saying that in the COVID era, these people are just trying to make money. Let them make money. They're independent contractors, Vince. Independent. Come on. Um, I'm real. Fuck, I, I'm red ass tonight, man. Obviously, I gotta drink more of this. Yeah, that's good. Ah. That's a perfect, perfect gin and tonic. Anyway, um, where was I? Right, bitching and moaning. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so doing that was great, but it was also yeah. I, the plug in the Twitch account also led people to uh, guess who the best man was. Is get to that later. Of course, we already know it's because it's releasing after Dynamite, but still. Next up, we get the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus the Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes, Guti Marshall, with Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cordona, with Ali and Brandy Rhodes at the... Oof. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people. Um, I mean, this was... This was a match. Uh, that's about... That's about it. Um, I don't know. I think 
the post-match was more important, so we're just going to skip right to the end. Fast forward. Um, so we get Brody fucking just decimates Dustin. Um, tags Colton. Go. Get the win. Get the win. Uh, Colt goes in there. Set a fucking pick again, the easy pin. He goes to the top rope. Goes for the splash, I think it was, or a moonsault. I don't have a debt written down. Anyway, he goes off the top rope. Misses. Gets pinned. Uh, Brody is pissed. I set you up. I set you up. You know, he's pissed. Shoves on me, you know. Get out, get it. Right, they leave. Evil Ono puts his arm around, helps him up, puts his arm around him. Hey, he's pissed at me too. We're brothers, you know. I think this is really going to, I think this is going to lead to a split where Colt and Evil Uno might leave um, Dark Order eventually or get thrown out. Um, yeah. I think, oh, look who's awake. <laughs> and I think uh, they're going to split off for their own team. But in the end, it was Dustin, as I said, Dustin Marshall, Sky, and Cardona, the one. You know, Cardona looks great. I'm still not a fan of him getting these wins after years and years of being a jobber. Um, yeah, I think he really should have built up a little bit more. But, hey, ain't my show. I'm not worth $7 billion. I'm barely worth $7. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Shabani interviews Dustin backstage and uh, Dustin challenges for the uh, television title, the TNT title, on this week's Dynamite. Next up, Hangman Adam Page versus and Kenny Omega versus FTR with Tully Blanchard. This was a good storytelling match. I mean, um, I don't know if it's storyline or fucking shoot, but. You got FTR with, of course, some clauses in their contracts that, you know, tag rules have to be applied. Tag ropes, all that. Um, yeah, I think this was excellent, honestly. I really like this match. It was long. Really fucking long. Um, I don't know. I think it was like half hour or something. Uh, We've probably done it in 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, this is just long. But in the end, FTR wins. After Omega went for a V-trigger, hits Page. Um, cast chop blocks Omega, Pegs and Dax. And then they did their um, finisher. Oh. <laughs> uh. What is it, a spike pile driver or whatever? Uh, oh no, sorry, that didn't finish the match. First one didn't finish the match, the second one did. First one should have finished the match. Um, ultimately, though, we get the split after this, which was great. Uh, FDR put a beer can in front of Paige and left. You know, Kenny Omega kicks the can out of there, sprays the camera, just like, what a great shot. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to have to clean the camera. Those things ain't cheap, from what I understand. But it was good. Kenny, you know, was going to beat the fuck out of uh, Eggman and didn't. But we see him leaving. There He gets the box. We're going. We're going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, ultimately, the box don't go. But Hangman gets into his car, gets into a 
you know, big suburban with his logo and everything on it. So, well, we got a heel hangman. Um, I'm going to talk more about this later because I want to talk more about what I hope um, after we discuss his promo was back, sit down with JR on this week's Dynamite. So we'll move on now. That was good. Anyway, Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. At this point, the crowd's dead. They just watched that long fucking match. It's hot. It's humid. Um, crowd's dead. So it kind of really took away. This was a great match. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, I think the right person won. There's a lot of teasing of falling. You had Orange Cassidy like take a picture of the mimosa. And um, it just drenched Jericho with it. Ultimately, we get Jericho he's up on the rope. And uh, Orange Cassidy does the orange punch. That wonderful Superman punch. I mean, I think one thing that this feud with Jericho did. It does seem like it's over. It really, I think, showed what Orange Cassidy can do. Outside of the gimmick. Um, Really showed just how good of a wrestler orange cassidy is and oh god i i say it every time i have never been so wrong on a wrestler before than i was on orange cassidy now oh, 15 minutes orange cassidy over just you know it was good i i enjoyed it i did enjoy it ultimately they officially announced um full gear after this for november 7th i mean okay they didn't really show much other than, you know, the usual stars. So we'll see uh, what happens. And now we're on to the main event. John Moxley versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman with Wardlow for the All Elite Wrestling World's Heavyweight title. Um, You know, of course, the uh, paradigm shift is banned. Truthfully... I wasn't overly crazy about this match. I'd say two stars, two and a half stars, just below average. I don't know. Um, I like the finish. Oh, um, so we're just let's just go into the finish. Like I know a lot of people like this match. I didn't really. I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe it's just because I was so burnt out already from that long ass tag match. Um. Anyway, finish was excellent. They got Wardlow, he's up on the apron. Uh, The ref's like, get down, get down, get down. He throws the ring, the um, AW ring that uh, MJF won in that tournament. Uh, Throws it, he misses. The ref mocks, no, you know, lands. He goes pick it up, looks up. Just as Mox is getting up, they kind of look at each other. And you just see MJF, oh, no, 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 no. Paradigm shift behind the ref's back. One, two, three. Excellent finish that we're going to get a lot of good um, heel stuff out of MJF, I think. So overall, for uh, All Out, this was probably one of, if not the worst, All Elite Wrestling pay-per-view in my opinion. It certainly wasn't worth $50 Canadian. I think $35 maybe. Um, I would have been a little happier with. But... Whatever, what can you do, right? I mean, COVID era. At least they have fans back, so we're getting some more good stuff. So let's move on to um, 
Dynamite this week, which I just watched a couple hours ago instead of SmackDown. Show opens with Tony uh, Shivani out in the lot, and he's got Jericho and MJF with him. There you know. Just compliment each other. They both go on. Uh, they both go. Each guy has a separate camera. That guy sucks. I like that. I think they're really playing off of that. You know, they've been playing off of that for a while now. I think at some point we're going to get some form of MJF and Jericho actually interacting. Whether this is a feud um, or MJF maybe joining Inner Circle. I still think sometime within the next 6-10 months. Really arbitrary, I know. But uh, I'm just going off you know, pay-per-views. we got pay-per-view in two months, so. In the next six to ten months, I think um, Santana and Ortiz are going to split from the inner circle and go with Kingston and uh, Diamante. I really think they're going to do some form of LAX again. Whether or not they're bringing Conan, because he owns the rights to that name, I believe. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully they do. That'd be excellent. But, yeah. So, I think we're going to get some inner circle changes in the future. But, yeah. Anyway, so... First match of the night, loot. Oh god, Jurassic Express. Sorry, I had that written down here wrong. I've been drinking. Um, fuck me, Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers. Now you see that you know this isn't going to be a bad match, right? Um, again, still an excellent tag division, even if they don't really get do the rules all the time. But anyway, the match opens up with Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix doing. Lucha spots, I mean, you know, up over crazy arm drag type stuff. I loved it. I like Lucha. I like Lucha Libre. Uh, especially main event Lucha Libre where there's actually some st- some uh, uh, story to it. Um, anyway, so we get that. And then when uh, Luchasaurus comes in with Penta L0M, they're doing more like Lucha Strong style, you know, hit for hit type stuff. Which was great. Great dichotomy in this match. These two teams match up so well. Because both of them have the high flying bumper. Both of them have the strong guy. I mean. I want to see more Jungle Express. Uh, God damn it. Jurassic Express. Uh, Lucha Brothers. Um, Jungle Boy oversold. a Just a leg kick. Like just, just got keys. So he's on the rope like this. Gets kicked in the leg by Phoenix. And he flips over. Like, <laughs> fucking light kick, man. This is a company we're selling is optional. <laughs> you know, this was, you know, fucking Michaels Hogan fucking sell. In fact, I think Michaels did that sell in that match. <laughs> I think it was in the corner or something, if I remember correctly, and got kicked and like flipped over and fucking flopped. I gotta go back and watch that match. That's, <laughs> I actually like that match. I was, what, 17? It was 17, wasn't it? Anyway. Um, okay, so after a little bit after that, we get this. Fenix is on the top rope. Luchasaurus is on the bottom. He reaches up, grabs him, and just choke slams him. Fucking, it's more of a choke throw. Great spot. I loved that. I love when they give Luchasaurus these, uh, these just big man stuff because he's so, you know, 6'6", 300 or whatever, right? Um, but that was a near fall. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, let's see. We got a two for one. Um, 
FedEx did like a driver, a kind of a backpack driver. I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, and a leg drop at the to so he did the driver to Jungle Boy, leg drop to Luchasaurus, which was a uh, pretty good Jungle Boy. Of course, of course, you know doesn't end the match. Then they give uh he gives Jungle Boy that Jungle Boy takes that stomp pile driver package pile driver for um uh Penta. Is holding him in the pack of pile drive and Phoenix jumps off, stomps. Wow, I really shouldn't be drinking when I do these. As I take a drink. Hi, Merlin. Anyone come up and sit with me? Come on. Come on. Come here. Oh, come on, you. Oh, yeah. Hit my, hit my mic, Merlin. Anyway. Okay, where was I? Um, Jungle Boy pins Phoenix after Phoenix takes a Canadian Destroyer from Pentagon. Interesting finish. I feel like an evil genius right now with my Murbear. He was a rescue. Uh, from Meow Foundation. You're in Southern Alberta. Mon Cat. Definitely check out Meow Foundation. Um, anyway. So we get a lot of shoving, of course, brothers. Between uh, Phoenix and Pentagon post match, Butcher and Blade come out, and with Eddie Kingston and Butcher and Blade are trying to hold them back and whatever. Eddie Kingston comes out. Where's your British friend? He ain't here. Goes to uh, Blade. Where's your wife? She ain't yet. He's fucking around with you know, <laughs> QT Marshall. I still think she's a mole. You know, she's gonna turn mega heel with that. It's gonna be awesome. Um. Anyway, Eddie Kingston is, you know, trying to make good here. Trying to get them to shake hands. And, you know, Fenix goes to shake. Penta really pushes him. Um, you know, finally, you know, he, Eddie Kingston gets them to shake hands and hug and whatnot. All right, all is well. Then Eddie Kingston turns to the camera and says, I was never eliminated on Saturday. I'm glad they brought that up. Um... You know, so whether or not I was a botch on Saturday or if it was meant to be, hard to say. It was wrestling. Uh, but I'm glad there was that continuity where they brought it up. Um, yeah, that's that's AEW for you. You know, they pay attention to this shit. Match was great. Post-match was great. Yeah, four stars. I'm giving it. I love how I started out with this saying I'm not going to give stars. I'm just going to say whether or not I liked it and now I'm giving stars. Um, throughout the show, we had highlights from All Out, which must have been difficult. <laughs> Come on. Um, get, uh, Jake Roberts and Lance Archer pre-tape backstage. I don't know if I'm alone in this opinion or not. But I've been finding, last few weeks, Jake Roberts just really lacking. Um, I mean, he's one of the greatest promos of all time. And I think it's time to hang up the mic. I know it's something for him to do. Possibly a favor to uh, Dallas. But, I don't know. I've really completely lost interest in Jake Roberts and All Elite Wrestling at this point. Just because of the promos the last few weeks. Then Lance Archer goes to talk and it's like, right, that's why you have Jake with you. Or you're supposed to. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't crazy about this. Get Matt Hardy coming out. You know, get, Ray, Ray B. Hardy's shown in the crowd, I'm guessing. 
she had some words for Tony and the doctor. I mean, she sure had words on Twitter. I don't disagree with her, though. I really, in fact, I fully agree with a lot of what she said. Uh, Jim Ross called him, they said that he was in the eye of controversy. It's like, no, he's not the controversial one here as the doctor and TK are. I mean, come on. Oh, uh, yeah. I wish they'd just give up. Just... <laughs> I, okay, I just... Tony should just come out and say, look, I fucked up. I should have ended it there. And just leave it at that. Enough of the excuses. Um, I, I'm still hot about this, obviously. I've also been drinking. In fact, I'm going to have another drink. I'm going to bed after I'm done recording this. And I, As you can see, I still have half a glass left. This is definitely glass half full when there's gin involved. Okay. Uh, one thing I noticed. Okay, first off, the fans are, of course, chanting for Matt. I mean, Matt Hardy. Uh, last week, I believe they had 10% capacity. This week, they had 15 and you really notice that extra 5%. I guess not. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay, so uh, one thing I noticed was the scar on Matt Hardy's head where Sammy almost killed him the first time. <laughs> Thank God this is done. Matt Hardy even brings it up like, it's a good thing this is done because one of us would basically be dead. Pretty much what he insinuated. Um, yeah, it's... Thank God this is over. Someone's going to end up dead. It's probably going to be Matt because, you know, chair, fall. Sammy's... Fucking Crimson Master in that terrible uh, tables match. Yeah, I'm glad this is over. I am really glad this is over. Matt Hardy says he's not cleared for action, but he doesn't have a concussion? Okay, I mean, yeah, his back could be fucked up, but he wasn't moving bad, so... I don't know. I don't know. This... I don't even think they should have had him come out, honestly, after that. But what are you doing with my sock? Um, yeah, Matt Hardy apologizes to his family and the fans. I found okay, this was real. Like this was this was Matthew Hardy, you know, the father, the hut, and the husband out there. This was not, you know, Matt Hardy. This was not V one. This was not Big Money Matt. This was not Broken Matt. This was Matthew Hardy out there. Just you know, this was real. I still didn't like it. Again, uh, it's just the reasoning behind it, you know, the fall. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it. It's basically the be and end all. You know, I really thought this was going to be a shorter show. Um, next up, Angelico versus Orange Cassidy. It's, you know, it sucks Jack Evans is injured. I've seen him live a couple times here in Calgary. Um, he's, where did I see him? I think I saw him with... Next Generation Wrestling in 2013 at the Pavilion. I think I saw him at a real Canadian wrestling. I, I remember. I have seen him a couple times here in town, though. He's so good. So good. I came out, that was like seven years ago, and this guy's still giving her. Anyway, this... A cheap shot from... Uh, and Halico started the match. Something I absolutely loved during this match, though, is you got Orange Cassidy putting his hands up to tease the pockets... And Helico went for the test of strength. I just <laughs> went right for it. I loved that. 
Has anyone done that? Um, on AEW? I'm sure someone's done it on the Indies. I I don't know if I've seen anyone do it on AEW or not, though. So I really like that. Uh, that, made, that popped me quite a bit. Um, let's see. I got... Orange Cassidy did a massive swinging DDT that looked amazing. You know, where he does this tilt-a-whirl around and then down. I know a lot of that is on the receiver, but... These two had some real chemistry between them, I found. Uh, this was this was an excellent match. I'm going to give it four stars. Um, Orange Cassidy won by that, like I said earlier, that beautiful orange punch. Like, oh. See, you know, when Roman does it, he kind of just jumps up and does it. He doesn't really go forward as that much. Fucking Orange Cassidy flies. He just and hits it. Looks great. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I like this. Let's see. Of course, you get Orange Cassidy post-match getting attacked by Santana and Ortiz. Best friends come out for the save. You get a Chucky e. T promo challenging challenging them to a parking lot match next week. And Trent saying that the apology they've been wanting, well, they can shove it up their asses. Okay, look, my opinions on the best friends. I've said it a lot in the past. Um, I'm going to eat crow here and say I absolutely loved this promo. This was excellent. I loved the intensity. I loved that they just flipped that switch. Um, yeah, this was great. Post-match promo from the best friends. And of course we get the hug. <laughs> um, anyway, Marvez. We get Alex Marvez in the back hammering on the box door. Like, I guess I'm not talking to him. Box open the door. Down he goes. Uh, they've been each fined $5,000, apparently. I mean, this is the Young Bucks. All of us fans know they are management. They helped start the company. They were critical players in all in. What's five grand? <laughs> you know, um, I thought that was pretty measly. One thing, I mean, yeah, there really needs to be some sort of medium between the kayfabe fines WWE issues for like a hundred grand and these minuscule fines that AEW issues. Um, yeah. Anyway, now on to one of my favorite things of the entire fucking you know month, well, the entire week for sure. Uh, Kip Sabian comes out to announce his and Penelope Ford's best man for their wedding. Uh, it's Giovanni's out there, and Kip's like, "What are you doing out here?" If I wanted commentary, someone from commentary out here, it'd be JR because he's more fun. I love that. <laughs> that was excellent. Oh, man. Of course, you know, you get uh, Kip plugging his Twitch even more. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be him. It's going to be him and it's going to be excellent. Because um, who do you know that has a good Twitch following? You got, you know, Adam Cole and you got, you know, Miro, <laughs> right? Anyway, um, you have this big fucker coming out named Puff. Apparently he's a subscriber to Kip's Twitch channel. <laughs> and he's like, no, I said you're the best subscriber. You're the best for subscribing to my Twitch channel. And I just kept plugging his Twitch. I loved it. I should probably follow him on Twitch. And while you're at it, you should follow me on Twitch at Freak Show Inc. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Um, next up you have P 
Pillman come out. Pillman Jr. Is Pillman bigger than his dad at this point? I mean, he looks pretty big. Pretty jacked. Rocking that mullet. Got a great look. Can anyone rock a mullet in 2020 like Brian Pillman Jr.? Fuck no. Um, You know, he's out. And then out comes our best man. I loved the camera shot going through the tunnel. Just made him look fucking huge. Yeah, Miro. The former Rusev. Oh, man, this made me so happy. I'm going to go off on a slight tangent here for a sec because I don't want to wait till the match. Two signings were announced this week. Of course, after the surprise, Miro, the former Rusev, announced as being All Elite. But even more so, this one made me super happy. Ty Conti. That, you know, she was sewing so much in NXT towards her run there. She has that martial arts background. She has the amateur wrestling background. Oh, I'm so, I am a huge fan of her. She's one of my top five women right now. And, you know, she might end up top three or even top pretty soon. Um, Yeah, I was so happy to see that. You know, I don't tweet out uh, being happy, like, at people. Uh, being happy about their signings very often. But those two are ones that I did. Anyway, let's go back. You get a Miro Day chant because these are smart fans. And he goes, yeah, that's my name. But then he goes, just, you know, he says, you know, um, something about glass ceiling. I don't have the promo in front of me. But he says something about, you know, the glass ceiling and the brass ring. And he's like, you take that fake brass ring and shove it up your ass to a huge pop. Oh, my God. I don't have notes down for this promo because it was just so good. I couldn't miss a second of it. I probably should have gone back. Oh, man. I didn't realize Miro could talk like this. I mean, I do follow him on Twitch. You know, I wish he'd follow me at Freak Show Inc. Um, but, yeah. Uh, oh, here. I, I hope somebody, you know, one of you, you know, the 10 people that listen to this, um, watched Rusev, sorry, Miro on Thursday, because he was on Twitch on Thursday morning talking about it, and you could tell how happy he is with this. He also, you know, of course, lambasted a certain uh, journalist, but, oh man, you can just tell he's happy. I love it. I never realized that he could cut a promo like this. I think it's probably been working on that promo for the last fucking three months, right? Or four months, however long. I think it's been four months. However long it's been. This was excellent. There's no other way to put it. And he looked like he was in even better shape. And <clears throat> yeah, I loved it. After this, we get a sit down with Tony and Hangman. The gist of this is Hangman said everything is his fault. That's about it. Um, I wasn't crazy about this. Eh, I don't know. Could have been better. All right, next up we get tag match: Hager and Jericho versus Kiss and Janela. No DQ, no countout. You get Jericho and Joey off to a hot start, beating the crap out of each other. Uh, some great tag work from uh, Kiss and Janela. Chair Jericho takes some chair shots. Janela takes chair shots. Table set up and tease. Eventually, um. Joey Janela gets thrown off the stage through the table. It's beside the stage. 
Jake Hagar puts a trash can on Sunny, and she so he goes up to the top rope, and she just holds it up. So he hits the trash can and goes down. No damage to Sunny. I loved that counter. That was excellent. Um, let's see, Janelle thrown through. Oh, it was a Jake Hagar. Sorry, that threw Janelle through the table. Jericho threw Joey um, into the lights that are on the bottom in the center of the stage there. That was excellent. Uh, Sunny Kiss crossbodies both. Like Sunny Kiss, you know, it looked like Sunny was going to win this. And then she takes a fire extinguisher from Jericho. Ends up getting pinned. Um, as far as no DQ matches, it's really good. And it was Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss made this match. I mean, yeah, Jericho, of course, helped to be in the veteran. But Sunny Kiss looked amazing during this match. There is such an upside there going forward. I'm going to say it within the next six months. I expect Sunny Kiss to at least be a TNT champion. I hope. She is so good. Get her up there. Get her, you know. Just feature her more. Um, oh, So good. I'm going to take a drink of this here gin and tonic. I'm kind of starting to get a little intoxicated here. And I don't know if it's making this better or worse. We'll see when I edit it in the morning. I'm leaving this in. Oh, that's good. Ooh, yeah. Jericho goes post-pass promo, basically announcing he and Jake are now in the tag division. Makes me wonder, is Jericho winding down? Um... Or maybe he's conserving, you know. He doesn't have much left on that bump card. So he must be conserving some of those uh, stamps for, you know, people coming in. I like seeing him work with Miro a little bit. Did a pre-tape uh, segment with uh, MJF with his little, I guess, election crew or whatever. Fires them all. <laughs> the blonde girl's finally smiling genuinely and he just fucking gets right up in her face. And, uh, you know, oh, you're smiling now? You know, insults her face. She starts crying, leaves. Everyone's fired. Um, except, of course, Wardlow. He gets up in Wardlow's face. Well, kind of. More like his chin. Gets up in Wardlow's chin. Remember this. It's not Tony Khan. It's not AEW that signs your check. It's me. You know, I think... Uh, I really think Full Gear... We're going to see Wardlow versus MJF. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a long split story. I think this is going to be pretty, you know. I think what we're going to see is um, maybe two weeks before uh, Full Gear. We'll see just Wardlow just one hit, drop him. Drop a little shit. Boom, face turn right there. And, uh, you know, the week before we get the promo from MJF saying, oh, yeah, I've been... Doing all this, I made you, I made you, you know, and at full gear, I'm going to destroy you, you know. I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. We've all heard that from our mothers. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to get at full gear, and I'm looking forward to that match. I want to see more of Wardlow from what we've seen in the ring. I think he's quite a good talent. That's a good segment. Get the typical Mox, intense Mox promo on Archer. Basically, I'll have written down because that's basically what it was. One thing about AEW is these guys, they uh, kind of get into a rhythm, it seems. And that fucking chunk of skin I melted off really isn't looking good. Um, and anyway, we got after this, we get the FTR celebration. 
with cake. Um, he yelled at, he basically said that Billy Gunn's part of a second-rate Hall of Fame. I wasn't a fan of this. It just came off spiteful. I mean, Rusev in his brass ring comment made a lot of sense. Especially when you hear that Vince said that the Rusev Day chants were mocking him. Um, this, though, I mean, I'm kind of tired of FTR in there. Fucking, uh, let's remember this. WWE made them a team. These two were not a team on the indies. You know, the mechanics were. What are you doing? <laughs> the mechanics were made in NXT. Um, before they became the revival. I don't. It's it's just petty at this point. I know there's a lot of people complain about the shots. I usually don't. A lot of the shots I think are a little justified. Um, aside from the stuff with FTR and the stuff Brody was doing, uh, with the parodies. But, I don't know. This left a sour taste in my mouth, almost, you know, worse than this here gin and tonic. Ugh. I don't know if I get a, a certain gin sponsorship. Any gin companies, I love gin and tonic. <laughs> I will put you over if the check clears. Um, anyway... Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Eventually, eventually, just led to uh, oh, fuck Jurassic Express challenging them, and then the cake got served normally. <laughs> like they're actually eating the cake. Not no one got put through the cake. Come on, TK, you love old school Southern wrestling. That's that's a Memphis trope. Put someone through the cake. Even just throw a piece. And then, uh, okay, so after this, I'm not even going to really say anything aside from the sentence. I'm going to read my note uh, verbatim. Another one of those dumbass Starks as Darby segments. Ultimately, oh, that was one hell of a reporter voice there. <laughs> I should keep doing that. This segment just was not good. I mean, I they're cringy. At the end of it, that's all they are. They are cringy. I should do more shows with that voice. Um. Anyway, after this, okay. Next up is in my my personal most highly anticipated debut. This gin is really taking effect now. I should, thankfully there's only a couple more segments left. Look at her go up there. <laughs> uh, um. We get Tay Conti versus Nyla. One thing about this, like, we all know where this is going to be leading. Um, but you're taking someone that you are debuting on your main show. I mean, this isn't Tay, um, Ty's first match with AEW. She did the couple in the tag tournament with, um, with Jay there, uh, Anna Jay. But so you're debuting her to your national television audience against Nyla Rose. When you see that, it's like why? And then this is probably some of the most offense anyone's gotten on Nyla Rose in a long time. They really played off her uh, martial arts background and her amateur wrestling background. Overall, this was probably one of Nyla's best matches. If not her best match, I mean, yet a lot of slow is not 
good stuff. I mean, Nyla's still better than Nia at the end of the day, but and I am a fan of, Ni of uh, Nyla. I'm going to say that right now. I am a fan of Nyla. She's just a little... When you pair her up against these more fast talents, she really shows off as slow. Um, I even thought, just, you know, she's slow. She's, hi. No, you cannot have that. I know, I know what you're waiting for. Let me finish this. Um, but, uh, like I said, I think this is probably Nyla's best match. She had her, like, like, um, you had Ta, uh, Vicky, like, choking her with a necklace at one point, and Nyla biting Ty's fingers. It ended up Ty has Nyla in this arm bar. Looked fantastic. Before Nyla's strength. Yes, you're a good boy. Before Nyla's strength took over and she just picks her up, power bombs her. One, two, three. Um excellent, excellent, excellent showing for Ty, I think. I know a lot of people will disagree with that. Um, so because there's a lot of hate for Nyla, and a lot of it's just bigotry. Um yeah, I know I don't like getting political on this, but this isn't politics. This is decent human behavior. Um, anyway, we, uh, one thing I loved about this, though, was the entrance. You have Ty coming out. She's crying, you know, just showing emotion. She seems like such an excellent, excellent person. This is, like, the type of person that I would love to, like, have a guest if this podcast, sorry, not if. When this podcast takes off, you know, I'm going to say right now, my, like, what I would love to do for this is maybe once, you know, get to a point where I could have a guest talk about the weekend. Like, I still want to keep the the weekend wrestling type thing, maybe shorten it a bit, but, you know, and have a guest, you know, she seems like, she seems like a fan. She just seems like such a nice person. Yeah. Um. I'm looking forward to more. Um, they did have a social media thing after this with uh, Ty backstage crying. Um, Uno and Grayson come up. You know, they're, of course, trying to recruit her. Then Anna Jay comes up, puts her arm around her. Ty's crying, I missed you, I missed... Like, it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. What a baby face. Cause that gets you that gets you emotionally invested. Are you looking at me? You're right. That gets you emotionally invested. I think it's gonna be good. Um ultimately, I'm gonna say it here. I don't think um Ty's actually gonna join Inner Circle. Or inner Circle. Fuck me. Uh Dark Order. I think what we're going to see instead is a mega heel turn by Anna Jay. I guess I can't really say turn. She is a heel. She is with Dark Order. Um, you know, <laughs> I think, I think ultimately Ty is not going to want to join and Anna Jay is going to fucking lay her out. It'll be a great heel turn because they're already just naturally. There's that emotional investment now, I think, for a lot of fans, myself included. With Ty Conti, just from her entrance and crying after. Fucking cat fur. Crying after. Um, yeah. I think ultimately that's what's going to lead to. Of course, after this match, I forgot to mention that uh, Nyla was going to beat down Ty Conti. 
but Sheeta came out for the save with the kendo stick. One, this is something I really, really love about all elite wrestling, is you know these the talent aren't idiots, and the talent have friends. I mean, you're not just getting baby faces beaten down for ten fucking minutes before someone comes out to help them. You know, if they're getting beaten down, it's quick. Uh, like we saw with the post-match beatdown of Cody last week. Or two weeks ago, whatever it was. You know, they came out quick to help him. I've, I've always, I really enjoy that about All Elite Wrestling. Um, anyway, okay. After that, we get some gin and tonic. Ooh. Nice setup. I'm going to go flat on my face. Um, after that, we get a sit-down interview between JR and Kenny Omega. This one, I really enjoyed. I mean, let's face it, JR's always been excellent in these. Look at the Triple H one from the 90s. Triple H is my all-time favorite. I'm sure I just lost listeners. <gasps> I'm sure I just got down, you know, thumbs downs on YouTube for saying that. Triple H is my all-time favorite. He is still my all-time favorite. He will probably be my all-time favorite. Um... I'm a massive mark for Triple H. I almost bought that fucking Triple H belt. But I was going to buy PS5 instead. And now with the RTX 33, you know, 3070s coming, I'm getting that. And again, this is not related to wrestling anymore. Anyway. So, uh, something about this that I really enjoyed, though, was um, how Kenny Omega gave the promo. We typically have seen Kenny Omega in the past do that weird whispering thing. With an odd cadence, and it just, I don't know, I've never liked his promos in the past. This changed that opinion, though, pretty quickly. He talked normally with JR. He talked like a human to JR. He talked more than anything. His words were the words of the cleaner. We, I think we have Kenny Omega back. Sorry, I'm looking around trying to find my Kenny Omega pop. Oh, it's right there. Okay, that's oh, buried. Anyway, um, I think we have the we have a version of the cleaner. We have so now we have heel Kenny Omega, heel Young Bucks. Uh, you know when Cody comes back, we'll probably see heel Cody. You know, joining up with FTR and whoever the, the fourth man will be, Sean Spears or Hangman. I'd like to see Hangman. Truthfully, I'm a big Spears fan. I mean, I was one of those assholes at Survivor Series in 2016, <laughs> chanting 10 to fucking every count. Um, I was actually talking to the guy that started that in line. <laughs> I am one of those assholes. I am not sorry. You know, this was in, that was in Toronto. He's over as fucking Toronto. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to see basically all of the Elitist heels here pretty soon. The downside with that is, what do we have for heel factions now? So we'll have the Elite, possibly. We have the Dark Order. We have the Inner Circle. We have Eddie Kingston's guys. You know, um... I'm sure... Like... There's a lot of heel factions. What do we got for face factions? We got... Um... Jurassic Express? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Wow, they really got to fix that. Ugh, I didn't even realize that was a problem until now. In my eyes. Anyway, 
So we get um next up we get the promo for the one year anniversary next month of Dynamite featuring John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the title. Truthfully, I'm not expecting much from that match. Um Mox is a very talented wrestler. Archer is a big man. I mean he does the big man style. He should do the big man style. We'll see how all this meshes. I think it'll be passable. I don't think we're going to be, you know, talking about it for very long, but... Alright. Next up, the main event of the evening. This has been a long show. I have been drinking. I am thoroughly inebriated now. I am going to finish off this... Look at that. There's a nice pulp in there, too, from my lemon. Yeah, there ain't no fucking fake lemon juice in this shit. I'm only putting the whole lemon in. Or the whole sliced lemon, because then it gets too sour if it sits too long. You gotta drink it quick. You get you just... Take a little wedge of lemon, you cut one slit down the middle, you squeeze it, you get a little bit of pulp in there. Great. Hell, <sighs> mostly gin. Okay, main event, Dustin Rhodes versus Mr. Brody Lee. I thought, okay, what I don't understand here is Cody... Got nothing. Three minutes, boom, dead. Murdered after, gone, doing that reality competition show, as we found out. Um, Whereas Dustin and Brody had this real back-and-forth match, you know. I I guess maybe back-and-forth isn't right. Um, You know, Dustin had a few minutes. Brody had a few minutes. Dustin had a few minutes. Brody had a few minutes. It was very physical, very, you know, in and out of the ring, into the crowd you know it's a lower bowl crowd so the wrestlers that are tested um yeah Dustin got a lot more than Cody did I don't have a time stamp but I think it was 15 minutes or so um good match I mean much better than anything they did in WWE let's see what we got in my notes here uh oh (laughs) when they're outside of the ring John Silver was holding the title, just kind of up to up in front of his stomach. Dustin kicked it, and he, like he kicked the title because you could hear it. It made a great sound. I mean, it was no Austin ping off of Vince McMahon, but it was a good sound. Uh, let's see, you know, I got Dustin Rhodes was getting a lot more on Brody than Cody did. I mean, really, one punch would have got more than Cody did. Uh, John Silver did distract the ref, which Dustin Rhodes took advantage of to kick Brody Lee in the dick, um, and went out and took out Silver. There were some great near falls after this. Um, Lee eventually, um, Brody Lee eventually won after two thrust kicks and that beautiful discus lariat he throws. Great match, I enjoyed it. Um, Dark Order comes out. Dark Order comes out after. Brody Lee kicks out Colt like get out, get out. Which again we see Evil Uno with his arm around him, taking him out, talking to him. Again, I really think we're going to get this split. In the end, so I watched this Friday night. I guess it's technically Saturday morning at 1 a.m. now. Uh, I watched this Friday night during well, what would have been SmackDown. Um, I'm glad I made that choice. I am not, you know, an AEW versus WWE guy at all. I thoroughly still enjoy both products. By the time, I probably would have watched NXT this week. Um, like 
Finn Balor winning against Adam Cole. Sure, that was an excellent match. Um, even though the developmental brand has a 39-year-old champion. At the end of the day, though, I think we all wish we could look that good at 39. I mean, I really thought he was like 30. <laughs> wow. Um. Anyway, so... Yeah, this was an excellent dynamite. I think um I think dynamite is better than all out. Wouldn't be surprised if I shared that opinion with a lot of people. Um yeah, we'll be back to our regular schedule next week with Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown for sure. Um how's next week look for me for work? What is it? I think it's the Parisian on Monday. I don't know what I'm doing Tuesday at work. Uh, if I'm home in time, we'll do to actually watch Foley and take notes on Impact. We'll do Impact next week. Ring of I think Ring of Honor is running. Maybe we'll do Ring of Honor. We'll see. Um, yeah. This has so. You know, I said about my where I want this to go, my vision. Um. Yeah. I apologize for not having the audio show out last week. It just. Last weekend was too busy. I just, I got the video, managed to get the video edited to like middle of this week and out. Uh, I just didn't have time to do it. No excuse really other than that. Uh, yeah, it's been an excellent week. I am a fan just like you, nothing more. These are all my opinions, my fantasy booking and everything. My fan, am I biased to certain people? Well, we're, yes, we're really going to see that in the future with Tay Conti. Um, I thank you for listening. I know throughout the show I've been getting a little inebriated. We'll see how that works with editing. <laughs> I, uh, you can, of course, watch Freak Show Live, as I am now branding it, on Twitch. Okay. Search Freak Show Incorporate Freak Show Inc., there's also a link on my Twitter, which is at Freak Show Inc. I never changed my Twitter back to that, I just realized. Do that. Um, yeah, so find me on Twitch at Freak Show Inc. On Twitter at Freak Show Inc. Instagram, Freak Show Inc. You can find me on Facebook. Freak Show Inc. for my, for my um, gaming page and Turnbuckle Commentary for the show page. I know I still need to do work on those. I'm working on it, but... Yeah, so find me on those for social media. I am, well, Freak Show Inc. You know, shoot name, Wade Hayden. And um, thank you for listening to this week's Turnbuckle Commentary.